This is all just going to be reduced to a punchline. And I'm sure you realize that. But I really don't think it should be. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Pirates won, Reds zero, and the Pirates were no hit. I know. I know. And if it wasn't for it being these two teams, probably the Pirates even more so than the Reds, since the Reds are relatively new to punchline territory, all this is going to get is a whole lot of giggles and jokes about how these teams are so pathetic that they could actually pull this off. Uh, I, I feel like it's probably worth emphasizing, although it's to a partisan crowd that would be listening to a show called Daily Shot of Pirates, that there also was a very well-pitched game on the home team's side. When you're talking about Jose Quintana going out there and doing it again, and doing it again, pitching seven scoreless innings uh, of his own, three hits, five strikeouts, one walk. The guy has just been really, really good. 89 pitches, 62 strikes. Chris Stratton comes in in relief. He has not been steady the way he'd been in the past, and he kind of wasn't in this one either, giving up a hit. And a walk, but he got through the inning, and then David Bednar came in and did what he does. The Pirates themselves pitched a four-hit shutout. No one, no one anywhere is going to mention this. No one is going to mention either that the home team did win the game. It was after Hunter Green came out but not before they took Cincinnati's rookie wonderkind and worked a couple of walks, eventually loaded the bases. Brian Hayes comes up with the 4-6 force out, and the, there was their run. Look, there, there's no way to avoid the weirdness. Here's what Derek Shelton had to say on that count afterward. My process that it is a win. Winning a major league game is really hard. You know, something that I appreciate every time we do it. So we'll take the win. Sometimes they don't look the same, but they all count the same. So, uh, you know, I'll take it. But I've got this to say, too. And that is that there's a part of me, there's a part of me, not all of it, that really likes the way the Reds handled green, not just in this game, but coming out of spring training. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Okay, I'm prepared to have my head bitten off. 
because I do support pitch counts. I do support teams getting that extra year of a player's pre-free agency status. And in a much broader sense, I do support building with youth and then finding a way to keep as many of those players as possible affordable for the long term. Now, and and that that right there is the part where you can, you know, go ahead and bite my head off after the fact because it's going to sound inconsistent with what I'm about to say. I also really like seeing the young players play when they're ready. And Green, an elite prospect in this sport, had shown everyone that he was ready. And he came up and he pitched like this. He's been exciting pretty much every time out in some form or other. And my goodness, do I wish that this beautiful game could get back to just letting players perform when they're ready, regardless of their age, regardless of their uh, contract potential status, whatever you want to call it, regardless of where their team's payroll is or should be. It's the only sport that does this. And just to do it, I'm going to rattle them off. When you're ready in the National Football League, and you come out of college, you're playing. There are no asterisks. There are not any guidelines of any kind holding you back. When you are ready in the National Hockey League and you're drafted at age 18, you are out there on the ice. When you are drafted into the NBA, even if you didn't get through a year of college, you're out there, you're on the court, you're playing, you're a star, and you start early, and fans have a chance to watch you maybe grow a little bit, make some mistakes. It's it's part of the fun of being a sports fan. Baseball with these weirdo guidelines has taken that away from people. You know what else it's taken away from people is the no-hitter. This is a separate subject here, but it fits in with this. Green lasted through seven and a third innings, but it was 118 pitches. They weren't super efficient. Only 69 of those were strikes. He did strike out nine, but he also walked five. And he was allowed to at least get a shot at the no-hitter. He couldn't afford to be walking people. Everyone associated with the Cincinnati organization, top to bottom, is standing on eggshells through that inning because you want to let him have a chance. You want him to have that experience. If he can get a no-hitter, it's something that gives your career, your confidence, and everything else an enormous, colossal boost early on. But at the same time, he's got to go out there and pump strikes. Didn't, gets taken out, but he was given at least an opportunity at it. And I kind of like that too. I'm not going to lie. You know, we can talk about pitch counts all we want in the majors. We can talk about all of the various 
biomechanical slash medical studies that are out there that prove conclusively that there is such a thing as arm wear and tear. But we also can acknowledge that Green and every other pitcher who's ever pitched has thrown way more pitches per game at other younger points of their careers. We see it all the time, even, even at the college level, even in a pitcher's draft year. Baseball people refer to this as abuse. They use the term casually that it's abuse. It exists. It exists. The arms have been stretched out and there's a special occasion. There's something that's exciting. I don't know. I, I just see this whole event as being a, a big positive. I really do. And I see it as an all-around positive. And if it's going to become a punchline, so be it. But it's a positive for the Cincinnati Reds. They do have themselves a budding star on the mound, and it's been a while for them on that front. They have a reason to smile after a historically awful start. And the Pirates got some really good pitching of their own, and oh, by the way, they won the game. You know, I mean, go ahead and crack whatever you want after that. When we come back, just one question. Today's J1Q comes from London, who asks, why do Yoshi Tsutsugo and Josh Van Meter continue to get bats for this team every day? They have to have options besides these two in AAA. Uh, they do. And I don't know. <laughs> Those are my answers for you. I'm never going to pretend to have all the answers, especially when something's confounding me, too. And you're not going to get an answer out of somebody associated with the Pirates on this because that would involve them having to say something like, boy, these guys have been terrible at baseball. I mean, they can't do that. They have nothing to gain from that. And what they're looking at is, well, it's exactly that. They're looking at them. They're trying to find people who could be answers because of certain things they've seen in their past or their history. Or in Yoshi's case, the fact that he was Babe Ruth in the final six weeks of the 2021 season for the Pirates and looked like a mega steal for them with a one-year, $4 million deal. They've seen it. They thought that Yoshi's biggest issue was that he couldn't catch up to fastballs. And he still wasn't great at catching up to fastballs whenever he was doing the Babe Ruth thing. But he had gotten better at it. Eventually, teams were just like, listen, we're not giving you anything. Other than the heat, we're going to pound you a certain way. We're going to force you to adjust. And if you can't, we're just going to keep doing the same thing. And that's what's happening. He's being pitched. A term that Shelton likes to use is he, he's being executed, which sounds really dark, right? <laughs> but he means that the pitches are being executed in a certain way that the hitter has yet to formulate a response. To me... Setting aside whatever the pirates' potential explanation could be, this is this is dumb. This isn't this isn't achieving anything. You have nothing 
to risk by putting Yoshi uh, on waivers through a DFA? Nothing. If somebody else picks up his contract, big deal. You put Daniel Vogelback out at first. I think there's a, an impression in Pittsburgh that Vogelback can't play defense because he's been the DH the whole time in Pittsburgh. And I, I watched him in spring training. He was entirely out at first base when I watched him, and he did just fine. I mean, it's not like you know Yoshi is some kind of wizard out there. You'd basically be having the same level of glove work over there, only you'd have a much, 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 much better hitter. Now, you'd open up another vacancy for yourself, Meaning, of course, that Vogelback's been one of the very best DHs in all of baseball. Kind of a secret, it feels like, in Pittsburgh. But look, at least with Yoshi, you can say, all right, you know what it is that they're waiting on. What it is that they're aiming for. Van Meter, I don't get it all. I don't get it all. He profiles as some kind of utility uh, infielder who's supposed to have a good glove but doesn't. And he's shown occasional power including a couple of home runs for the Pirates this season where you think, oh, maybe there's something there they can – but what? he doesn't do anything. Yoshi's hitting 174, Van Meter's hitting 180, and they just don't need to be in the lineup. They really don't. You have, in my eyes, so much more to gain by putting a Diego Castillo or Rodolfo Castro, other guys out there on a regular basis – who are younger, who could contribute down the road, than trying to salvage these signings, which is what this feels like. Look, I'm not getting retro on you here. I, I said late in the spring when they picked up Van Meter, the thing made no sense at all. And now, now it's, it's, it's that much worse. So, yeah. Anyway, I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates and presuming that I could answer whenever it is that they do things like this that just make make you scratch your head, you know? When I was on the beat every day, I used to joke that my job was explaining the inexplicable. And, you know, it still is that. An awful lot. Maybe a little bit too much. Let's do another one tomorrow. <laughs>